this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. Uh, I feel like... No. Hello. My name is... What the hell? Oh, okay. Alright, click, click, click. Push record. Alright. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. More details. Fuck. What? Uh, I cannot remember how this, how the start of the show goes. I've only been doing it for what, eight hundred and forty-five episodes, and now I can't remember. Hello. I know some people are saying, "Well, why don't you just cut this out?" But why? Because I think it's fucking fascinating. <sighs> hey, you know, it's the it's it's the journey. <laughs> Not the destination. I could cut all this shit out. <sighs> Hello and welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at comicbooknoise.com. It's part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to deliberatenoise.com. Why couldn't I say that? Why could that not come out? <sighs> if you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-R-E-K, at comicbooknoise.com. Or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. Hey, Derek, why don't you slow down when you say the telephone number so that people can, can write it down? Because nobody calls. Anyway. Um, if you would like to help with the overall physical health of the network, you can go to uh, comicbooknoise.com and on the homepage... You will see a section that will tell you how to donate to the show. There are links for PayPal, Alphonic Minutes, and I think um, I haven't explained what Alphonic is in a while. It is a uh, web service. It is a web-based service. They also have an app, which I rarely ever use. Um, but um, you, it, 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 it just really makes... Um, creating your podcast extremely simple, right? So I will record a file where it's just me talking. I uh, upload it to my um, FTP site, or I could do it directly to Alphonic, but it's actually a lot easier and a lot quicker to go to my FTP site and have it grabbed from there. But I can then um, use uh, pretty much like a, a preset uh, template um, where it will automatically put in the intro and the outro as well as the actual um, settings that I use including the mp3 tags <sighs> the ID. V3 tags, 
the ID tags. This is about the ID tags inside of MP3 files, um, and uh, just basically gets everything nice and pretty. Adds album art. Um, when I put in what the uh, show is about in there, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, it just makes everything nice and simple. I just click, boom, fill in a few things, fill in the uh, show notes, and then it will upload it to uh, where I need it to go on my um, my web server so that everything is just like really extremely automated. I love the service. I've been using it for years. I will be using it until they say, hey, uh, we're going out of business. And then in that case, I will find something else. Um, but there's also a uh, thing called the Alphonic Importer, which is a um, a WordPress plugin created by Craig Stepp from um, Dog Days of Podcasting.com thing with uh, improvements by Dave Slusher, who will come up again in a second. Um, and what it does is it will go and it'll get all the information from Alphonic and it will create the post, including with the link to where the show is and all the show notes. Um, it's like I said, it just it took using Alphonic and the Alphonic importer is taking um, the processing of the file from I want to say. 15 to 20 minutes to get everything from from the time I get the mp3 no I'm going to go even further from the time I finish recording to the time it gets uploaded it would normally take me about 15 to 20 minutes and I've been doing this like I said almost 850 episodes on this show alright I've been doing you know I've been thousands of episodes um, and so I'm actually pretty fast at doing this kind of stuff, and it still would take me 15 to 20 minutes if I were to do everything pretty much by hand. Um, I mean, put in a converter and all that. I mean, just, yeah, it would, it would yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Easy. I can have everything done in less than 10. <laughs> From the second I finish uh, recording, if, I w- if all I were to do is just sit there, wait for it to process and do everything. I could be done in 10 minutes. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, what they do is they will process... You you have a bunch of minutes that you buy, and it will... And you process those particular minutes. Like, uh, a half-hour episodes means I used up 30 minutes. I currently have, like, 15 hours, so it's, like, no great big uh, rush. But if anybody wanted to donate, I could always use my minutes just saying. Anyway, or you can go to Patreon, comicbooknoise.com slash Patreon, or Patreon, I cannot remember, or you can just go to, yeah, just go there. There's a link on uh, Comic Book Noise. Just like these fine people who have um, donated to the ongoing fiscal health of the show. Dave Slusher of the Evil Genius Chronicles, thank you. Bruce Rosenberger, thank you. Vicious Smith, thank you. Rick, who I know your last name, sir. I don't know why you keep trying to hide it. But if you only want to go by Rick, you can only go by Rick. Even though people who listen to um, uh, Sci-Fi Noise will know that Rick is the only person I've ever let 
take over one of my podcasts. Anyway, I thank you, Rick. <laughs> James Johnson, thank you. Ken Kennedy, thank you. Chris, once again, I know your last name, but I'm not going to say it if you don't want to. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're busy making a podcast with Mike Myers anyway. But thank you, Chris. Edward L. Moore Jr., thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Dave Levine, thank you. Frankie DeJesus of the Snarky Geeks Podcast, which is part of the Deliberate Noise Network, and I rarely mention him. I apologize for that, but thank you, Frankie. Um, even though they're not patrons, I would also like to thank Mike Myers and David A. Price for all the stuff they do behind the scenes. You would be amazed. In fact, I always thought that if um, I ever quit doing um, podcasts, those guys, one of those guys would take over Comic Book Noise. But um, that probably wouldn't happen. I've come to the, to the realization that if that once I'm gone, comic book noise will probably just end. Um, Mike and Dave would. Dave, Jesus Christ, I'm thinking Dave Slusher. Mike and David A. Price would work together to um, shut everything down. You know? Shut down all the comic book noise stuff and all the, the things that I am directly related to, and then they'll figure out how to handle the uh, the stuff of the rest of the network. But uh, I don't know. I suppose I should write up some documentation because I have come to the realization that one day I too will die. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, not today, not while I'm driving, I hope. Well, if I do, you guys won't ever get this episode, so it won't matter. Um, this has been, uh, well, I don't know, this is sort of interesting, I guess. Anyway, um, I got my comic books yesterday from uh, the uh, comic book service that I'm a part of. Um, and yeah, everybody can can know who it is. You know, these people get really get this deep discounts, but they don't they're not a, a sponsor, so I've, I'm, I'm already giving enough free publicity to a bunch of other people, I don't need to give free publicity to them as well because you already know what I'm talking about, so what does it matter <laughs> anyway, so as usual, one of the first things I did was I rearranged all my books right? there, are, there are a couple books that I want to read as quickly as possible, and there are others that I'm just want to wait and savor towards the end. Now, for me, top of the pile, the book that I want to read as soon as I get it um, has been Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon has taken, with this particular issue, has taken a really, really dark turn, you know. Um, This is a culmination. What the hell? sort of do not disturb when I'm recording. Anyway, so it's a combination of a big fight. There's uh, most of the heroes in um, Savage Dragon's universe, you know, in his orbit, I should say, um, are fighting like demons from hell. You know, and it, it, it's as bad as that is, um, Yeah, this was like real. This was a real tough 
issue to get through because the bad guy, the, the main bad guy, uh, basically raped a woman to death. Okay, and that was that was bad enough, and he was about to rape another one of that, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's just to me. You know, rape is one of those crimes that just, it's, you're unforgivable after that. If you're a piece of shit rapist, you're a piece of shit rapist, you know, I mean, just just straight up. I I can't even call you, you know, a rapist. You are a piece of shit rapist. Um, I have always been that way. It's just one crime that's just never, never never that uh, child molestation abuse of elders those those three those are my three ones you know uh, uh, no and so the, the the main bad guy was and when the main bad guy was defeated because let's face it that's what happens in comic books i'm not spoiling anything um i was happy you know i was happy but you know what fuck it. there's gonna be some spoilers all right uh, but I've had gonna be spoilers for the rest of this because I'm about to talk about another comic book after. But um, you know, after you know, we got to the end. Um, Maxine, uh, Malcolm Dragon's wife, she was the one who was raped to death. You know, she was brought back to life once again from a blood transfusion from Malcolm. Now, the thing with Malcolm's blood is. If you're close to death and he gives you a transfusion, you will come back. You know, you will be like uh, a savage dragon type of person, you know, Um, super strength, uh, super toughness, green, that kind of stuff. Um, But eventually you will die. There's something about the blood that will kill you. That's what happened to the original savage dragon he got the blood you know because he had lost his powers he was a scrawny little um all might type you know (laughs) skinny all might type of person um and then he got a blood transfusion and he was like the old savage dragon again uh but the blood makes you explode and so that's how savage dragon died died fighting a good fight and then he blew up all right there's one cure um i can't remember exactly what it's called though um shit but uh what the hell is going on here but um if you have you know if you've gotten a blood transfusion and you you can avoid getting blown up by uh, getting this uh, shot. You know, it's basically a, a, a cure for blowing up. Um, and that's how they saved uh, Maxine a few issues ago. Because, you know, I thought she was dead. Everybody thought, you know, she was dead and, you know, she ended up coming back. And then they did it again this time after she'd been raped to death. I mean, split and half dead dead. I'm um, and her children were the ones who found her too. Ugh. Anyway, 
So, um, yeah, that happened. And uh, on top of that, it looks like the, uh, the bad guy, the super bad guy, had also killed three of their four children, right? Now, it turns out that they were, they all lived as well, but that's just like, damn, Larson is going to some really fucking dark places with this issue, right? But in the end, the good guys prevail, the bad guys get destroyed, um, and then it gets really dark, you know? Uh, ends up saving Maxine again by using up the last of this drug that uh, will stop her from blowing up. Uh, the kids are all safe, especially my favorite, because my favorite of the child of, of his kids is uh, the little girl Amy. She. I don't know if Larson has a daughter or not, but this is. <laughs> she's just. Just a little girl. She reminds me of one of my daughters, you know, uh, the attitude. But anyway, so he's laying in bed next to his wife. And remember, the last time she died, um, she came back from heaven. And her sexual appetite had pretty much been not cranked up to 11, but cranked up to like, you know, 45. Um but this time she came back and she was much much different you know she like did not want to be touched you know and that's that's one thing that she, that he said you know it's like a nine panel page and each time each panel is talking about something else bad that happened you know he's laying there with his wife and he's saying that you know she doesn't want to be touched at all she still gets away, you know she still moves away from said that the last of the drug was used that's okay because Canada has banned it um they were doing you know one of oh yeah there was a there was a viral video that went off about how he just um didn't help as a loudmouth talk show host was being ripped to pieces and basically Malcolm is telling you know I didn't even know you know I I didn't know that he was being attacked from behind because I was looking at the threat that was coming from in front and you know and that meant that his uh, reality show because that's what had been going on for the past few issues they were filming a reality show um, but that's been canceled because all the sponsors pulled out and the book he was writing it got canceled and the comic book that started getting declining sales and it's just like a bunch of different things you know and he's just basically saying how everything is going bad and he doesn't know what to do you know and that that last page like I said that was dark before you know there was action there was um there was a lot of like disturbing things going on but I can see Malcolm heading down you know a a road to like severe depression okay because everything is on his shoulders and he doesn't know what to do you know and as somebody who has um, suffered from peaks and valleys which I've talked about on this show before 
Man, when you get in that valley, it's 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 hard to pull out, you know. And everybody, you know, there's a lot of people say, hey, yo, you know, you can talk to me. Say, no, I can't. I can't talk to anybody. That's, that's how I'm built. I, I don't talk. I talk. <laughs> it's funny because I'm saying this on a podcast. I don't talk to people. Um, nah, I, I just don't, you know. If I've got a problem, if I'm feeling depressed, I either deal with it or it doesn't get dealt with, you know. I just push it down. <sighs> but anyway, so yeah, that that was the first book I read, and when I got to that last part, you know, because like I said, I can I can deal with the death and destruction. I hate the rape, but you know, it's part of the goddamn story. But when he got to that last page, and it's got these muted colors, this really depressing ending, and that fucking took me off. I didn't read anything else after that. I just put the comic book down. And uh, went and made dinner, I believe. Whatever it was, I, I, I just couldn't. I was like, no, this, no I'm, I'm not in the mood. And, you know, sometimes I just need to be in the mood, right? Uh, but this morning, a dog woke me up at like 3 o'clock. So I was up. Um, <laughs> and I read, and at first, when I, you know, when I was getting my books together um i saw fantastic four number four and i was like what the fuck happened to fantastic four number three are you shitting me oh fuck now i gotta go and get and then i realized okay okay yeah it's it's still in the order it just wasn't they just three and four just weren't next to each other so i was freaking out for nothing the reason that i really wanted to read three was because the last page of um fantastic four two just really i'm serious it choked me up and brought you know, made my tears water, tears of joy, my tears water, made my eyes water with tears of joy, why can't I, t- oh yeah, I've been up since 3 o'clock, anyway, um, I know a lot of people haven't been digging on uh, Fantastic Four, and I think that that's because issue number one wasn't what they really wanted or expected, but you read one, two, and three, because I haven't gotten to four yet, but you read one, two, and three, and so far the story is making sense, and it is really good to me, you know, Dan Slott has always, um, when he was writing, you know, Dan Slott's thing, he concentrated more on characterization and plot, you know, his, uh, dialogue was, you know, it was sometimes too fucking jokey for me, but that's just me. Um, and in this one, you know, he, there's not a lot of jokes, but it started off, number one, with a lot of characterization. Uh, it was a slow-moving plot, and I think that's what a lot of people didn't like, but he's working with a different Fantastic Four, number one, than most other people have, you know? I because mean, usually, and I've read, I think, just about all the Fantastic Fours, number ones, Fantastic Four is either um, just starting out like they did in the original, number one, um, or they're already at the top of their game, you know, like they were in Heroes Reborn and in Heroes Return. Um, it was like one more. But um, each time, you know, we're at, you know, peak Fantastic Four efficiency, 
But this is a fantastic four that's at their lowest point. The team has been put in two. Um, we don't even know where uh, Reed and Sue and the kids are or the rest of the Future Foundation. We don't know what's going on, you know? So, yeah, it, the first one moves slow because he wanted to set up the story, you know? But then you find out at the end of number one, yeah, hey, there's there's that 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 flaming four, which lets everybody know that you know, hey, Johnny Ben is an emergency. Come, and when they uh, and they did, you find out what's going on with uh, Reed and Sue and the kids. Franklin has been trying to like repopulate the multiverse of all these different by creating all these different universes and that's what they that's what they've been doing but then somebody else I think the griefer has been coming around and she's just been destroying universe after universe you know untold people have been killed you know people who see Franklin pretty much as their god because he is he's, he's created everything um and you know, and there's there's some cute moments, like when uh, when uh, Val, who's you know, they, all the kids are growing up, are growing up. Um, she has this guy who has a crush on her, and Sue's like, yeah, in a minute, um, Reed's going to figure out who this guy is kind of like. You know, this this prince with uh, pointy ears. And when he did, you know, he reacted like a father would. <clears throat> father who doesn't like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, no. This guy who's trying to mack on my baby girls, it's like this guy who keeps trying to step to my wife. And that was funny. But at the very end, you've got this unstoppable force facing Reed, Sue, and a bunch of kids. And then that's when Ben and Johnny return. And then he puts out a call. Then that's when he said, hey, no, I put out a call to the entire family. All right? And then Every single member who was a part of the, um, every single member of the Fantastic Four was there, you know? And when I, I saw that and I was just like, damn, this team, this team, which quite frankly, I, I've loved for a long time, right? You have this team and everybody showed up. You know, and it's, it's, uh, I'm serious. This is, I read that and I guess I was like overly emotional that day because my eyes started tearing up. I immediately got on the phone and texted my friend, Hey, have you read Fantastic Four number two? And he said, Hey, I'm not feeling it. I was, oh, are you kidding me? Damn it. I want to talk about it so bad. Um, but you know, also didn't want to spoil it. I'm um, doing regular shows at that time. Um, damn it. Anyway, so I'm going to have to talk about number three later. Uh, see, that's what I get when I can't get the fucking show out. You know, the, the, the beginning of the show out. Because now I'm at work. And you know what that means. It means I'm done making a lot of noise. Uh, a lot of comic book noise. Take it easy.
Ich bin ein Dream.